0: You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr.
1: Suzanne. What happens when you realize you've had the career of your dreams, but you don't have the life of your dreams? Sherry Solada, best known for being the co-founder and co-president of the Oprah Winfrey Network, The Own Network, as well as being the President of Oprah Winfrey's Harpo Productions, while well, she was faced with this reality after leaving her dream job. About 20 years after 20 years of being in it. Now, for years, Sherry sprinkled her magic on The Oprah Winfrey Show, telling other people's makeover stories, but decided to produce her own life. And today, she is the co-founder and of the inspirational lifestyle brand, The Pillar Life, and co-host of her own podcast, The Sherry and Nancy Show. She's here to share her stories, challenges, challenges and insights from her first and best-selling book, The Beautiful Gnome. And other tales of trial, transcendence, and transformation. Such an inspirational book, Sherry. I mean, I'm so excited to have you here on Wellness for Life.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be here. What a great, what a great conversation for us.
1: It sure is. It sure is. I love, you know what? First of all, the book. You know, thank you so much for for giving me this book. We were at the Unicorn Club meeting, and and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have it now, right in my hands. And I've been reading it. I haven't finished it all, but I'll tell you what: you've got so many great nuggets, so many like ahas for women and men all around. Uh, so inspirational and giving them ideas of how they can restart their life, reimagine what their dreams could be. But I'd like to know: you know, this is a huge book, meaning like there's a lot of pages, a lot of about your life. What inspired you to write this book, The Beautiful No?
0: Well. Um- you know, I had a, a very, very interesting conversation with a woman who was also in the middle of her life and has uh, an imprint at HarperCollins and she has turned, she's become my publisher, Karen Rinaldi. And she seemed to feel like I had some stories to tell and I had, um, and that my story would be relevant and valuable to people in the middle of life. So, um, you know, just, just starting to like kind of chart my journey, um, to think about um how I wanted to track it, how I wanted to record it, how I wanted to memorialize it. And what I came to find is that, oh my gosh, this middle of lifetime is the opportunity to reinvent, reimagine, revision, reset, and it's entirely possible that even when you've had a career like mine that your your most glorious days are ahead of you
1: well, right there, the most glorious days now you and i I think we're in the similar stage of our lives right i'm I'm in middle life too if you think about it, and um so many women go through this, and men of course, and they come to a stage in their life where whether they're transitioning out of their job that they've had for thirty years um their their children are leaving I, you know they're they're empty nesters. And so much of it is, a lot of it is like, oh, wow. The thing that I've been dreaming about is now there's a closure. So what is it that sparks you to go into a new one? I mean, that's something that I'm always asking. It's the spark. What's in you and what can you help with people? And that I think about this book is what it's all about.
0: Well, I also feel like, you know, um, I I don't want to live my life by cultural norms and standards, as been defined by others or or marketers or or some you know i, I don 't want somebody else to define what 's possible for me, and when I started to think about it, I thought, well, what can the middle of life be? you know I know you know, that, that there's, and the culture's really just collective consciousness. We've all contributed to that. So I don't, I don't look at the culture as something outside myself. But I say to myself, what contribution do you want to make? What is the new cultural norm for the middle of life that you want to be a part of creating? And that really means kind of blowing up the old model. Like, I don't use the word retirement. Um, I don't use the word midlife because I think it's too associated with being old and finished. Um, I use middle of life because, as you know, in your wellness practice, every day, the leading edge of wellness medicine is expanding at such a rapid rate that you can be 50 years old and literally just halfway up the mountain. So do you really just want to look at yourself as running out the clock and retiring or do you want to take everything you've learned and everything you know and redream your entire life?
1: Well, you know, I remember talking about dreaming when I was a child. You know, whenever anyone's asked it, asked me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and you know, we get that when we're all parents or and, and adults ask us that. And the truth of the matter is, at that time, I wanted to be a zoologist. I wanted to be the female. Marlon Perkins. I don't know if you remember Marlon Perkins. I do. I remember Marlon Perkins. Wild Kingdom. (laughs) Yes. Well, let me tell you, I wanted to be the female Marlon Perkins because I watched that show religiously. Even when I lived in Korea, we got it on, I think, like Channel 2 or something um, on base, on the military base. And I just dreamed about that kind of stuff. But you know what? It's interesting that my dream, as I got older, it changed. Instead of animals, I wanted to work with humans. Right. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. But I still have a very, very deep connection to uh, environmental issues, plant and and, um, ocean ocean life. So it's really interesting, even as an adult, my deepest passions when I was a child is still there. Do you see that for yourself, too? Well, I mean, I, I can see there are lots
0: of things that um, where, where my like natural gifts were were being expressed in childhood. They continue to be kind of developed and, and expressed as an adult. I love to write, I love to read, I loved books. Uh, now I have my own book out in the world. Um, I love to produce i love to like to produce my little friends and and cousins in big shows. Um, but the thing about dreaming is it isn't just for kids. That really should be our new tagline it 's just not for kids anymore because dreaming is you know in the quantum world in in the spiritual world it is a creative strategy it is it is a mechanism for calling in um, people places things circumstances events. And what's so interesting for me is I realized I was in the dream-making business working at the Oprah show for all those years, and yet it had been so long since I'd asked myself, what are my dreams? What are my new dreams? And my dreams now for my life, many of them are very different than the dreams I had in my 20s or in my teens. You know, of course they are. I'm a completely, I'm 10
1: steps up the ladder from where I was. Right. That That's so true. Right. I mean, like I was saying, a lot of us, we have changes and different times of our lives. We have different different stages and and age ranges. Well, you know, what are the biggest challenge that you think that we face as adults? What are our challenges that we don't take that first step? And in your book, you know, you talk about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, here's what I think, uh, you know, and, and it's something for all of us to be, just put some awareness on that by the time you get to the middle of life, you've been through some things. You, you, you've been through betrayals, disappointments, heartaches. Um, and there might be a little piece of you that doesn't believe that the life of your dreams is even possible anymore or, or that you deserve it or that you can manifest it. And that's part of the thing is, is, and, and, and I understand that. Because I had to go from, for, even for myself, I had to say, okay, is this gonna be a big action plan? Or are you gonna do this really from the inside out? Which is, I'm gonna change the way I think about it. I'm gonna change my story about it. What I'm saying to myself in my head. I'm gonna create my, my most tender voice. And I'm gonna coach and guide myself into more positive outcomes. And then I'm just gonna do, I'm gonna do little things. I'm going to drink a glass of water. I'm going to walk around the block after dinner. I'm going to do 10 minutes of sun salutations on my yoga mat next to my bed. And all those little things begin to increase the energy of hope and possibility. And then you're off to the races.
1: Hmm. Well, all those little things are the ones that really make us happy and it makes our hearts yeah. sing and brings out the true yeah. inner voice in us. And yeah. I I mean, you know, the one thing that I really love about your book and the one thing that I that I want to talk about now is about what the beautiful no means and that's your title the yeah. beautiful no yeah. because it's, it's not the title like story of the book <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly the title story. and that is a huge aha where people have got to realize the word no is not a negative word and that's what you you are sharing so can you please go ahead and dive into that a little bit
0: Well, yeah, the the beautiful no is really the story about how at 35 years old, with no money in my checking account, with my dreams totally dashed, I got an entry-level job at the Oprah Winfrey Show, at 35, mind you. And right before that, I had been delivered a devastating blow when I thought I had landed a big-time job as an advertising agency producer at a big agency. And the interview had gone great, and he had practically hired me in the room. And then he never called me back. I, I left thinking I had the job. He never called me back, and I, I got the form letter from human resources a short time later. And and I got to say, I was I was devastated. Um, and 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 maybe, you know. Um, you know, maybe in that devastation, I was also super released where I opened my hands and said, okay, I, I'm, I'm willing to let my higher self, my deeper self co-create what's next. What it felt like in my human body was um, just, you know, heartbreak, just absolute heartbreak. And shortly after that, I did get the call from the Oprah Winfrey show to come in and and do some promos for them and freelance for them and I was hired shortly after which was really my path but it was it was a few years later when I realized that devastating disappointment was a beautiful no that without that beautiful no everything that came after wouldn't have been possible so you know it really has become one of my spiritual foundational principles that I don't want to lose any more daylight. Like I think of Dr. Phil, I said, you're wasting daylight. I don't want to lose any more time being disappointed or feeling betrayed or feeling heartbroken. I want to take those no's, those things that I thought were going to work out that didn't work out, and I want to right in that moment, as best I can, practice saying, I can't wait to find out what a gift this is. I can't wait to see how this unfolds and take back those days of my life.
1: Uh, you know, th- what you just said, you don't want to let those words and situations change you or change your trajectory. You know, there's, there was one part in your book that, uh, to me, it was like a definite defining moment. And that's when you were talking to a friend of yours called Perry. His name was Perry. Yeah. And you're talking and you had lunch somewhere. I don't remember where it was. But when you were talking about it, you mentioned that you just blurted out, I want to do what you do, Perry. And that was like, to me, a defining moment for you. And, and I'm wondering what was going through your mind. You know, uh, should I ask him this question? Um, how can I get myself to be able to follow him and be an intern or whatever it is? What got you stirred yeah. you up?
0: Well, here's the truth. It was my first big break, and I did not realize I was going to say that. And we were we were at a fancy restaurant in downtown Chicago. I had just moved back, cloaked in failure, uh, from Dallas, Texas. I was living in my parents' basement, and he invited me downtown for lunch. And when he said, what do you want to do, um, you know, what had, what had really happened there was he had... He was so like, he was so lit up about me, about, oh my God, this is so exciting for you. These possibilities are, are so exciting for you. This is really great. This is going to work out really, really great for you. This coming to Chicago that all of a sudden I felt like, okay, I do have hope and maybe this is going to work out and maybe I am going to figure out what my career really needs to be. This is way before the Oprah show. And, um, you know, when he said, what do you want to do? I'm looking at him and he's creative and smart and cool and warm and kind. And I was just like, I want to do what you do, which in other words, I want to work for you. And God bless him if he didn't go back to his advertising agency, make a spot for me as, as his secretary, which is what the position was in those days. And that was how I got trained to produce. He taught me everything.
1: What's amazing is that, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen, but you just took it upon yourself to ask that one poignant question. And these are things that a lot of us, we are presented in situations that... As you, you know, you use those words co-creation. I know you're a big uh, Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks fan. I've been listening to Abraham Hicks for gosh over 25 years. So all about this deliberately creating it together, creating that situation, that one time where you know what you're just gonna do it, and you're gonna, oh, and that just opens up. You're a complete different path, and that's what you did that's super inspirational and I think that the more and more people understand if you can listen to yourself and get that guidance that's where you're going to make your change in your life
0: yeah absolutely i I couldn't agree with you more
1: now when when people do get in a rut and they get stagnant, often as we feel we feel trapped, we feel trapped in our lives. You know, sometimes um, we don't make any money. Uh, You've been in this position in the past, and as you say, and uh, we're in a a, a marriage that's loveless marriage, sexless marriage, you know, just a marriage that just doesn't, is not about partnership. Um, We're in a a trapped in type of a job that doesn't, that for you, you're not inspired by it, you're not excited about it, you dread going to work. What is it that we can do when we're stuck like this? You know, what is the first thing that you suggest that we can do uh, to start get, getting out of your own way?
0: Well, listen, I mean, I had the magic carpet ride of a career and I still found myself in a big, huge rut. That's the problem with ruts is you don't know you're in them until you're out of them and you can go, wow, I was really in a rut there. Um, and I think that's that's a real that's a big caution for those of us in the middle of life because we're out of the new experiences. Life, you know, you're, you get your driver's license and all of a sudden you have freedom and then you go to college and that's a new experience and, you know, you find a partner or start dating or have children or get married, all those new things start happening. Well, in the middle of life, you've got to bring new to your life. There's no new coming, you know, other than death. (laughs) There's no (laughs) new coming. So you've got it. So that's what I realized for myself is I got to start making my bucket list, my life list. You know, uh, you know little things, little things like I wanted to learn Italian, I signed up for Italian lessons, I wanted to learn how to cut vegetables properly, so I signed up for a knife skills class, um and all those little things, I'd come walking out of a session and I'd say what is that energy I feel? It it feels like fresh joy. It feels like I'm doing something unpredictable, like I'm not in a rut, in a routine, doing everything the same old way. And I think that's very important because it's an energy. It's tending to your energy field is really what it is. Don't you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely, because it's not just the fact that you're creating it, but you are actually creating your environment and people be attracted to you. The situation will shift and everything. If you're in that moment and and listen and be in that state, things will start shifting so that your own body, you listen. I always say lead with your body. I'm not someone that leads with my mind. I I find that my mind is very uh, fickle right? Sure. It, it plays tricks on us. Yeah. It lies to us like crazy. But when I listen to my body and, and you say that often in your book, you know, do things that feel good. Feel good really yeah. means what is your body feeling? Is it collapsed when you're shrinking and you're, everything's tight around you and you don't feel good? Or are you open and expansive and you're allowing the love and, and affection and energy coming to you? I, 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 that's what I find for me and what I teach with my patients is that you've got to discern the differences.
0: I totally agree. And, and that's absolutely right. And, and what is feeling good? You know, that really is the end game. Like, what are we doing? Why do we want these jobs? Why do we want these relationships? Why do we want the car, the house, the vacations, the trips? Um, because we want to feel good. So, you know, cutting to the chase and make making feeling good the priority is I think a very it's it's in the, in other words you you feel good you're choosing happiness and the and the more times you choose happiness in the course of a day I'm gonna reach for the most the better feeling thought the most optimistic position because I want to feel good because people who feel good are the people who who change and inspire everybody around them transform everything around them they are that that's the energy that they're the lights in the world.
1: That's right. That magnetic energy and the charisma that you create. But it's not, you know, it's really about showing as a mirror that you can be that too. If you're, yeah. you're feeling good about yourself and you're happy to, to be service of people, you're in the moment of loving and enjoyment and laughing, then you're actually giving permission to others, right? We're that mirror to share. With others that they can do it too, and I think that's what you do with this book. The the thing that I also think about is, you know, what we're not going to always be happy, but I'll tell you that the process of doing it and being in the action of it is what I uh, want to feel good about, right? You know yep. what I mean by the I'm process? With, I'm right with you. You know, yes. um, So that that. It's not just about, okay, I want to be happy and this is the end game and this is the dream I'm going to achieve. Boy, sometimes the dream is really not even it. (laughs) The dream, the end goal for me is not even it. A lot of us, it's about the process, even though it feels pain, right? Even though it may be painful to do things and get things done and reaching your goals and doing whatever. I find that the pain sometimes is, uh, it's not a negative thing. I don't know how you feel about pain. And what I mean by pain is not like physical pain, sure, physical pain, but I'm talking about pain of change, making a decision and being different. Well, that that's where the story
0: becomes so important is what are you telling yourself about what is happening? Is it, you know, like, Oh my God, like, like really, I mean, we're all human. So allow yourself a minute to commiserate and do a stomp around, but then you gotta, you gotta turn that. You've got to, change that story. You have to know that things are working out for you. You have to know that you're going to see it shortly, how how the the, the quantum field is coming together for you. And, you know, tend to yourself, soothe yourself, you know, soothe yourself as, as quickly as you can. Because like I was saying earlier, I don't want to lose any more days to feeling bad
1: yeah you're right there I'm right there with you, sherry. You mentioned about soothing yourself and all that and I'm a big believer that we all have different parts parts for instance we've got the inner child part and the sometimes those that's the one that gives a little more tantrum uh, but then we have that part of of being the sister or the mother or the girlfriend you know or you know our our professional self and sometimes specific parts of who we are shows up and that That part needs to show up and say, hey, listen, I love who you are. We're going to be, you're going to be fine. But right now, today, in this situation, let's bring out the part that has the motivation, the energy, so you can make this happen for your, who you are, who you're talking to. Uh, All the parts that we've got, we are all, um, they're all important, aren't they? All of our parts are important. Oh,
0: for sure. Absolutely. I completely agree with that.
1: So, what would you like to share? I mean, the last thing, I know we've, we only have a minute left. What do you want our listeners to know about you and the beautiful no?
0: Well, I, I think that the primary message in, the, in this book is that it's never too late to make the rest of your dreams come true. And if not now, when? I mean, that is the middle-of-life rallying cry that I want to share with everybody. If not now, when? That's what I say to myself every morning as I'm making decisions about how I'm going to move through the world and how I'm going to be that day. If not now, when? And it's never too late. And that is that is. You know, it has lifted me up. It has up leveled my life in 10,000 ways. And listen, I, I am, I'm delighted to chat about it, to talk about it. Um, there's a companion workbook that goes with the book, uh, 64 pages. It's really good. And that's at com. And I'm really excited to see people out on the road when I'm out talking about it.
1: You bet. You're doing awesome. And gosh, when you come into LA and then I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. Thanks so Yay. much. All right. Everyone, the beautiful com. It's a phenomenal book. Gotta read it. Get and you can read it over and over because the stories really give you insight on how to shift your life and get your get your mind and your 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 deepest self and connect to who you really are to to reach your dreams go for those big dreams that it doesn't matter when it is you can do it now that was amazing thanks so much for listening and if you learned a great deal and i know you have do share the show with your loved ones it really can change their life for the better and if you need help digging deeper with your health issues i work with people all around the world through phone and skype consultations you can get my contact info on drsuzanne.com website until next time go out there and live your best Best Life Today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.